salutations to all the nations welcome to a swab experience with your boy darius d the only one the prettiest one of all time so if you're a new listener thank you for stopping by welcome and if you're a returning listener you know what the deal is i'm grateful for you and thank you very much for your support so i am very sorry that i've been been posting while i've been doing many different things like my food pages up at some swap food also been doing a lot of youtube and been doing some podcasts on another podcast channel that i have is a christ-like experience with dd so after i finish this series i'm going to actually i'm gonna do at least like a episode one or two episodes on that channel so if you're into more of the christian ethic or christian podcasting then i would say and recommend you guys go over there as well if not then you can stay here because it's just a mix of both but i just wanted to share some light on this and we're talking about uh what god hates in this series so is i don't think i only have a few more left so I'm going to wrap it up within the next month or so, hopefully by December, then we'll go back to just talking about societal things. And maybe I might, you might get my take on uh, the election that probably have taken place and we would know the winner when I get to that point and just see what's going to happen. So yeah, that's definitely it. Let's just get all the preliminaries out the way. So Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to use. Also, make sure you share this with your family and friends on whatever social media app that you so choose to use. And if you have any questions, comments, assertions, or problems, make sure you hit me up underscore DD the swap kid 15. That is underscore DD the swap kid 15. And with that said, let's jump right into the episode. Yo, so we're definitely in the house. Your boy Didi is definitely in the house. And we are rapping and talking about Proverbs chapter 6, the seven things that God hates and that we ought to hate too if we are so-called Christians. So I talked about the first four and now I'm going to the latter half, which is the last six or four. And no, six, next two or three, sorry. And um. This one is interesting because I think we all have done this before, even when we think it's not wrong. So this is the part where it talks about in verse 18, a heart that devises wicked imaginations. Okay, so what is wickedness, y'all? What is wickedness? Now, we have to understand that our idea of wickedness is very, very uh, skewed. And we tend to grade ourselves on a curve. And it's never good to do that. But this is the definition that I found. It's a noun. And, of course, you know your boy DD is always going to give you that educational work. So it's, it's the quality of being evil or morally wrong. Now... I'm not going to get into the logistics of what wrong is. Most of us have an idea of what immorality and wickedness 
is, but we tend to shy over what God views as wickedness, all right? So what we view wickedness as, and most of us can come to this conclusion or consensus that I'm about to say, we kind of have the idea that, okay, if you're wicked, then it's a person who's a mass murderer or a dictator or a child molester or rapist. That's what we view as wickedness. And it is rightfully so, but that's from a humanistic standpoint. Whatever wickedness is, is the opposite of God's nature, all right? So he hates sin and he hates wickedness, right? So something as small as uh, a lie, okay? Something, I, well, as small, when I say small, I mean from a humanistic standpoint. We view lying as, as small, depending on what situation that we're in, because I know in the court of law, it would be considered, I think, obstruction of justice, maybe, where like, no, it's not. It's not obstruction of justice. It's just you lied under oath, which is punishable, right? Because you're supposed to be truthful in that setting. But if somebody were to lie, or to, like what we call a white lie, which really doesn't make any sense, it's still a lie. Uh, it's not considered in our view as bad, right? Or if we lie to spare somebody's feeling, like for example, your homeboy gives you his mixtape and is whack and you know it's whack but you're gonna say y'all it's fire fam and then he goes out and he puts it on the internet and the internet tells him the truth and he's gonna be looking at you he's like yo was it actually fire or are you just telling me that because you're my friend so in by case by case basis we try to drum up what we think is good or what we think is bad, but I'm pretty sure most people would say lying is wrong. Um, but a lot of people would say it's not. Some people would go with the idea that I just pre presented to you is just a case by case base. But uh, what is interesting about that scripture is imaginations. And um, <laughs> I just thought about a SpongeBob meme. I'm not sure if you all know about SpongeBob like that, but he, there was an episode where Squidward and um, SpongeBob and Patrick, and then they had a box. And then Squidward thought they were dumb because they had what we called imagination. And like the whole episode is basically about them enjoying their time in the box, except for Squidward because he didn't know what was going on in there, but it sounded like they were doing fun. And every time they opened the he opened the box. It was just them sitting there. So he doesn't know what's going on. And he was always intrigued about it. But the whole point of that is the imagination. It was what's in your mind, what's in your heart. What you are thinking about. That is what we have to come to. And that's what we have to understand is when it comes to imagination and having wicked imaginations is dreaming not necessarily dreaming as you're asleep. It's just thinking and dwelling and conjuring up, in a sense, a thought of what you're actually doing. So a lot of times we daydream and we imagine about what life could look like for us if we do X, Y, and Z. So when it talks about wicked imagination, it's, about talking, it's not talking about a sinister supervillain that you would see on Batman or Spider-Man. 
a lot of the times we think that's what he's specifically talking about, talking about the mass murders, talking about the rapists, talking about the molesters of the world. But he's not just talking about that. He's talking about you wishing evil things, which is technically, not technically, it is witchcraft. That's where witchcraft comes from. If you guys didn't know, um, a lot of it comes from hatred and it prompts them to cast all these different spells and do all these different things. But when it comes to um, the wicked imaginations aspect, a lot of what we do is based off of our thoughts. If you think, that's why the Bible says, or Christ said, uh, as a man thinketh, so is he. So a lot of times it comes with the thought first, all right? For example, when you're hungry, your stomach growls, right? Because it needs to be fed. It sends signals to your brain. Your brain communicates back to it. And then it shows you whether, I think it's in your frontal lobe or a certain area in your brain that communicates to you, hey, I'm hungry. I need to be fed. The body is tired. So the body's communicating with the mind, right? And when you're thinking about food, even if you're not hungry, even though you saw a lot of times because we live, I don't know where you guys live, but if you're living in a developed country, <laughs> for the most part, food tends to be more accessible. I know it's different times now, but food tends to be more accessible. And we eat, we overeat because we have too many options to prove from. There's actually a study that talks about how many options we have and how our eyes are attracted to different things and um how you can go down a whole street in your area and you can find like different restaurants from different um cuisines from different areas in the world all together because a lot of us live in multicultural or, or yeah multicultural urban metropolitan areas where you have access to different foods and then it opens up your appetite because you have so many things to chew from i think it's called a bioplate and what they refer to it if it's if i remember correctly and with that said is when you're thinking about food all the time especially me because i'm a foodie and uh i also like go on food tiktok all that stuff if I'm always exposed to that, a lot of the times I'm going to want to eat something, even though I'm not hungry, because your eyes, as they say, a colloquial saying, is bigger than your stomach. Sometimes we do that to ourselves. So the same thing could be with a wicked imagination, whereas you constantly think about something, you're going to want to do it, right? You, If you're imagining something, you're going to want to do it. And I've noticed this recently with when Trump got COVID, a lot of people had wicked imaginations towards him. Now, I'm not saying or I'm not endorsing Trump. I'm not for him or against him in any which way or form. I live in Canada, so like, whatever. I guess it does matter. But to be honest with you, I think a lot of this stuff is rigged, but that's a story for another day. Uh, So when it comes to, let's get that that instance with Trump and COVID, a lot of people are wishing death on him. Even so-called Christians were wishing death upon the president. And I think no matter how bad or you think he is, he could be that way. Only God really knows the heart because we 
can't really judge people's hearts. We can judge behavior, and that can kind of give us an inference, but we're not that smart, okay? Only God knows how to judge properly. But to see people having that wicked imagination, hoping that he dies, and these are so-called Christians. Now, if you're a heathen, then that makes sense to me, all right? And, like... It's so hard because obviously there's going to be people who uh, have the philosophical perspective that what would you do in a situation? Would you wish death upon a dictator? And the sense is that I know that God is just and that usually these dictators get what's coming to them. And a lot of them, if you study their lifetime, they usually end up repenting at the end of them or wishing they didn't do what they have done throughout their life because they realize that they did wrong. Now, we understand in Scripture that God will give mercy unto, he, unto who he wants to or whom he wants to um, show mercy to. And that's where I stand on these things because I what I'm really hoping is for the person to change. But when it comes to the whole idea of, of these wicked imaginations, God doesn't like that because it stems from your heart. It stems from your mind. And when you dwell on these things, you're more likely to go after and do these things. And that's what God hates. He, he doesn't want you guys to be having wicked imaginations. And that could also be, um, and a lot of us are guilty with that, it has a lot to do with uh, what you're thinking about, what you're dwelling on. And it can also be things that we don't deem as wicked. For example, fornicating or having uh, lascivious thoughts of person. You know, I think women deal with this more than men. But if a guy looks at you with a lustful intent and you feel as though he's undressing you with his eyes, that's a saying that goes around. And that would count for, in my opinion, what he says in 18, having a wicked imagination, because that is wicked according to God's standard, not our own. All right. So when it comes to this whole wickedness, even if it's something like you're being dishonest or you have a dishonest plan in a business deal. That would be wicked because that's not truthful. That's not just. And I guarantee you in that transgression that you're about to do, if it was reciprocated to you, you would have a problem with it. That's why God doesn't want you to have imaginations because imaginations lead to action and the action leads to sin and the sin leads to death. As James put it so eloquently in the book of James, I think it's chapter one or chapter two. So one thing we have to do is change our thoughts that's why in romans uh 12 and 2 he talks about renewing our mind right not being conformed to the world but being transformed by the renewing of our mind so we can prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of god so we have to be able to discern the two all right we have to be able to see the truth and think on the truth. And I believe Paul talks about this in Philippians, if I'm not mistaken. And this is a ver verse that my dad basically beat in my head for not physically for those who are thinking, but 
I'm just being hyperbolic. He drilled it into us. Uh, um, he, he basically drilled this into us so that we are able to uh, kind of recite it. I'm not sure if my brother can, but this is coming from Philippians 8 and no, Philippians 4 and 8. Sorry, I switched it back. You can tell school's taking a toll on me. But finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, of, of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So that's what God wants you to think about. He doesn't want you to have all these wicked imaginations. He doesn't want you to dwell on, on things that can cause you to sin, right? It's better that you not follow fall at all than you to give room to fall, right? So basically what I'm trying to say is it's better for you to avoid thinking about things that can cause you to sin, right? So it doesn't happen at all. Then you fall into sin and then you have to ask for forgiveness again. So it's better. And that's why he says obedience is better than a sacrifice, right? It's better not to do it if you, there's a way because he's always going to make a way of escape, right, for us if we need his help. So that's basically what I wanted to talk about on this episode about wicked imaginations. It's not what you guys thought it would be you thought I'd be talking about the Stalins and the Hitlers and the Mussolinis and uh, Ivan the Terribles and the Alexander the Greats of the world, the ones who wanted to take over the world, which, if you think about it, is very arrogant. Um, we don't think as it now because we live in a post. It's not really a post work is worse still happening, but it's more mainly like a post uh, conquering world, right? Where instead of it just being one man trying to conquer the entire world, and a lot of them covered ground. And I would highly recommend you guys look up some of these dictators, some of these uh, conquerors, like Genghis Khan. Obviously, there were wicked people. Obviously wasn't good what they did but it's interesting because you have to be somewhat arrogant to say that you're going to take over the world especially at that period of time with the minimal resources they had you could probably even argue if you wanted to that the people who are trying to take over the world now aren't countries per se it could be wealthy people that's an interesting story. A lot of people don't like Bezos right now on what he's doing with Amazon. Some people do, some people don't. But uh, it's interesting to when you read scripture and you read it one way and then God gives you revelation, whether it be by through his servants. And that's how I got the revelation on this specific chapter. Because I just read it plainly, and then I just saw it as okay. I'm not. I don't have wicked imaginations. Like that's not me. That's them. That's those weirdos out there. But I realize that I fall in that category too. All right. And sometimes I do have wicked thoughts that are sinful and is not good. Like for example, if it could be something as trivial as somebody cuts you off and then you you're hoping that they get 
caught by the cops or something? Are you hoping that they get into a car accident or you're hoping something bad happens to them that day? That's wicked imagination. It's hateful. That's what it boils down to. Small things like that. And I'm not saying to say that every thought you have is completely wicked. It's not like that all the time, but I'm saying like, if you constantly have these wicked imaginations or inclinations, you have to do some soul searching. Like I said, you always repeat Romans 12 and 2 and Philippians 4 and 8. That helps me to realize it. And be aware of your unrighteousness. Don't be, like I said, so prideful that you don't think that what you're doing is wicked or what you're thinking is wicked. Sometimes I just sit in my room and realize all the thoughts that I had and think about all the thoughts I had today. And I ask God just for forgiveness, just in case I may have sinned against him. And I didn't know that I did. Just like how Job did sacrifices for his children because he didn't know whether they were going to sin against God or not. So, and God would appreciate you taking sin seriously. We have to take it. I know R.C. Sproul talked about how Christians don't take sin as seriously as we ought to take sin. We don't preach against it as fervently as we ought to preach against it. And this idea of wicked imaginations that God hates, I think if we can start to talk about this specific one as well, it could minimize the risk of us falling into sin. Because it's the thought that leads to the action, that leads to the sin, that leads to death. So we have to start with the thought first, the mind first, because it's a battle of the mind. That's the first battleground. If you looked at any dictator, and I know I'm talking about dictators a lot on this episode. Sorry, not sorry, but I think they're good examples. If you look at most of these dictators within the last hundred to 60 to 100 years, one thing that you can find in common is they get propaganda and with propaganda started from the catholic church in order to spread um their agenda right there's a latin term that i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but it started out of the church uh the catholic church not the christian church and then when it came through from that because they had a lot of money and they still do a lot of people like the news governments use that same type of model where they want to control people. So you have like the different types of propaganda. For example, you have the active one and then you have the inactive type of propaganda. And with that said, one causes an action and then one is just like an implicit one where they want to control people's thought process. Uh, an example of the inactive one or the one example of the active one is like you see a poster, like one of those old wartime posters, that's what would be active. And then the inactive would be like information from a news article journalist that's trying to, in a sense, you think I would say it is manipulation, but it's all controlling. It all has to do with your thoughts leading to an action, leading to you to think a certain way. 
So that's what the devil wants you to do is have these wicked imaginations knowing that God already hates them because the devil knows what the Bible says, right? So he's trying to get you to think about these wicked imaginations so that you can lead you to sin, right? It leads you to have an action for these imaginations. So that's what I just want to hope and pray for you guys that it doesn't, go this way and that you guys can do the best that you can do but i know that if you trust in the lord he will direct your path if you don't lean on your own understanding he will he didn't say maybe i will he said i will direct your path and with that said thank you guys for stopping by once again i appreciate all the support uh if you guys really are into more of a Christian type of a podcast, please follow me on a suave. No, no, no. Christ like experience with DD. And I just did an episode, I think last week with Keisha talking about uh, church hurt. And we're going to do a two part series. So definitely guys check that out if you're interested. And if you have any questions, hit me up at underscore DD, the swag at 15. And with that said, this has been your boy, Darius D, signing off once again. So just chill, just chill till the next episode because your boy DD is out of here.